بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد The noble and great companion Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu He said إن الله نظر في قلوب العباد Indeed Allah he looked into the hearts of the slaves. فَوَجَدَ قَلْبَ مُحَمَّدَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ خَيْرَ قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ And Allah, he saw that the heart of the of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم was the best of the hearts of the slaves. فَاسْتَفَاهُ لِنَفْسِهِ وَابْتَعَثَهُ بِرِسَالَتِهِ Therefore Allah, he chose Prophet Muhammad for himself and he sent him with his message. Then after that, Allah he looked into the hearts of everyone else after Prophet Muhammad. And he saw that the hearts of his companions were the best of the hearts of his slaves. فَجَعَلَهُمْ وَزَرَاءَ نَبِيِّهِ And thus Allah he made these companions ministers of his religion. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, كَانُوا أَفْضَلُ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ The companions, they were the best of this ummah. أَبَرُّهَا قُلُوبًا وَأَعْمَقُهَا عِلْمًا وَأَقَلُّهَا تَكَلُّفًا the companions, Ridwanullah ta'ala alayhim, they were the ones that possessed the most righteous of hearts. They are the ones that were the deepest in knowledge from the whole ummah. And they are the ones that observed the least amount of takalluf, the least amount of falseness and fake piety. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he continues, قَوْمٌ اِخْتَارَهُمُ اللَّهُ لِصُحْبَةِ نَبِيِّهِ وَإِقَامَةِ دِينِهِ A people that Allah, He selected, a people that Allah chose for the company of His Prophet and for the establishment of His Deen. The companions of Al-Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam, they are the best people to ever walk upon the face of this earth after the Prophets and the Messengers. There is nobody here in this masjid and there is nobody here upon this earth and there shall never be anyone that is going to be as great and as noble in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greater than the companions of our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But among those companions there is one man that stands out the most. Among that generation of, of believing men and women is one man whose piety is greater than the piety of the rest of the Ummah. There is one man whose sincerity is greater than the sincerity of the whole Ummah. One man who sacrificed himself and his wealth more than anyone else of this Ummah. He is the best of the Prophet. He is the best of all the companions and the best of mankind after the Prophets and the messengers. He is Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu the sun has never risen over any man 
any human being after the prophets and the messengers greater than Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr, he is to us after the Prophet Muhammad, our leader, the leader of the believers and the leader of the deen. He radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he is the first one to turn to in the time of the companions after the death of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. He was the successor of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. On an occasion, a woman, she came to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to ask him something. So the Messenger of Allah, he told her to come back to him. She said to him, do you see that if I come back and you're not here, what should I do? Meaning by that, death. If I come back and you're no longer alive. So the Messenger of Allah, he said, If it's the case that you don't find me, if it's the case that I'm not alive anymore, then come to Abu Bakr, go to Abu Bakr with your question, with your request, with your need. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he is the one that the Messenger of Allah, he loved the most from all of the companions. And the Messenger of Allah would not tolerate anyone saying anything negative about or to him. On an occasion, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, or rather Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was with the Messenger of Allah. This is in Sahih al-Bukhari, from the hadith of Abu Darda. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu comes rushing towards the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. And then he informs the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam that a dispute, he says, O oh, Messenger of Allah, a dispute occurred between me and between the son of Al-Khattab. Being whom? Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And I ended up speaking to him in a harsh manner. But then I regretted it. So I asked him to forgive me. Yet Umar refused to forgive me. And that is the reason why I've come to you. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, after hearing this, he says to Abu Bakr, Yaghfirullahu laka ya Abu Bakr. Yaghfirullahu laka ya Abu Bakr. Yaghfirullahu laka ya Abu Bakr. May Allah forgive you, O Abu Bakr. May Allah forgive you, O Abu Bakr. May Allah forgive you, O Abu Bakr. Meanwhile, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he now begins to regret what has occurred between him what has occurred between him and his companion, Abu Bakr. So he goes to the house of Abu Bakr and he asks, is Abu Bakr there? They reply, no. Umar then he goes to the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, and when he arrives, who does he find with him? Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Umar he comes to the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, and he says salam to him. He says, Assalamu alaykum. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, the color of his face, it changes out of anger. His face becomes red in anger. Why? Because of the occurrence that occurred between him and Abu Bakr. In some narrations, Umar went to the right of the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah turned around. Umar came to the left of the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah turned around. When Abu Bakr, he saw this, he felt pity for Umar. So Abu Bakr, he went down on his knees. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, Wallahi, 
أنا كنت أظلم والله أنا كنت أظلم Oh Messenger of Allah I swear by Allah I am the one that wronged I swear by Allah I am the one that wronged i.e. I am the one that oppressed Umar The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wassalam He then said إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَعَثَنِي إِلَيْكُمْ فَقُلْتُمْ كَذَبْتَ He said, indeed Allah, He sent me to you. And you all said to me, you're lying. You all said to me, Muhammad, you're a liar. You all said to me, Muhammad, you are lying. Allah sent me to you, and you all said you're a liar. Abu Bakr, But Abu Bakr, he said, Sadaqa. Abu Bakr said that Muhammad is speaking the truth. You all said I'm a liar, yet Abu Bakr, he said about me, Sadaqa. Abu Bakr said about me, I'm speaking the truth. Muhammad is speaking the truth. Allah's Messenger of Allah, he continued. And Abu Bakr, he is the one that consoled me with his self and his wealth. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ تَارِكُوا لِي صَاحِبِي so are you, are you all, are you all now going to leave off? Are you all going to, to leave, to stop, to stop annoying, to stop vexating? Are you going to leave off, leave alone? Are you now going to leave alone for me, my companion? Are you now going to leave alone for me, Abu Bakr? After that, nobody ever said anything to Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was in reality the one that was the most knowledgeable of the companions. He was the one that understood the statements of Allah and the statements of the Messenger of Allah better than any of the companions. The implications of the statements of the Messenger of Allah, what those statements implied, Abu Bakr, he is the one that understood it the best. Allah's Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, in the hadith recorded by Imam al-Bukhari from Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala an a few days before he passed away he delivered a sermon to the people and he said inna allaha khayyara abdan bayna ad-dunya wa bayna ma indahu he says to his companions a few days before he passes away he says indeed Allah has given a slave of his a choice indeed Allah has given a slave there's a slave there's a man to whom Allah has given a choice between the dunya and between what is with Allah, meaning the afterlife. <coughs> Allah's Messenger, he continued. He said, فَاخْتَارَ الْعَبْدُ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ And the slave, he has chosen what is with Allah. The slave has chosen what is with Allah. Allah. Upon hearing this, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he began to cry. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says that I, in myself, I said to myself, it's strange how the Shaykh, yani Abu Bakr, how the Shaykh, he is crying. He is crying when he hears merely that the Messenger of Allah is saying, there's a man whom Allah has given the choice. Either to have the luxuries of the life of this world, or to have paradise and to be with Allah and to be in the afterlife. 
And the slave has chosen to be in the afterlife with Allah. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, he said, we became, I became shocked and amazed. Why is it the case that the Shaykh Abu Bakr, he cries, he cries when he hears this. Later on, obviously, I realized that the slave being referred to in the statement of the Messenger of Allah, the slave who ended up choosing to be with Allah and not to be in this life is whom? The Prophet Muhammad Allah's Messenger, he's essentially saying that Allah has now given me the choice to continue living here or to die and to be with Him in the afterlife. And I have now chosen, I have now chosen to die now and to not be with you anymore and to move on to the, onto the afterlife. But the only one that understood that was Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He is the one that understood the madlul, the implication, the implied meaning of the statements of the Messenger of Allah. And for that reason, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said that Abu Bakr, he was the most knowledgeable amongst us. Why? Because he is the one that understood the statement of the Messenger of Allah better than the rest of us. And thus, as a result of that, he cried. He cried because he realized that now there's only a few more days for the, for the Messenger of Allah to remain with us. And when he cried, then the Messenger of Allah, he said, La tabki ya Abu Bakr. Ya Abu Bakr, la tabki. Oh Abu Bakr, do not cry. Inna amanna nasa alayya fi suhbatihi wa malihi Abu Bakr. Indeed, the one that has favored me most in his self and his wealth, in his companionship and his wealth, is Abu Bakr. وَلَوْ كُنْتُ مُتَّخِذًا خَلِيلًا مِنْ أُمَّتِي لَتَّخَذْتُ أَبَا بكر. And if I was to have taken any close, intimate friend, if I was to have taken a khalil from my ummah, then I would have taken Abu Bakr as a khalil. وَلَكِنْ أُخُوَّةُ الْإِسْلَامِ وَمَوَدَّتُهُ However, what exists between us is the fraternity of Islam, the brotherhood of Islam, and the, and the, the mutual love that the, Muslim, the Muslims have between, amongst themselves. May Allah Jalla'u'az make our brotherhood genuine and sincere for His sake and make the sisterhood genuine and sincere for His sake and make the love that is between us sincerely for His sake. The Messenger of Allah, He continued, وَلَكِنْ أُخُوَّةُ الْإِسْلَامُ وَمَوَدَّتُهُ لَا يَبْقِيَنَّ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ بَاب إِلَّا سُدَّ إِلَّا بَاب أَبِي بَكَر The Messenger of Allah, He said, Let no door within the masjid remain opened, except that it is closed, except for the door of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. If there's anything that we can take from the life of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, from the seerah of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, from the abras, from the most prominent of things that we can take from him and benefit from him and implement in our lives is the fact that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was a man that was soft-hearted, tender-hearted, a man that was soft-hearted, tender-hearted, delicately his heart was delicate in nature. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, in his final days, before he passes away, he commands the com companions, Muru Abu Bakr, liyusalliya bin nas, order Abu Bakr to lead the people in prayer, to lead the people in prayer. 
What does now the wife of Allah's messenger, the daughter of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu himself, Aisha Ummul Mu'mineen radiallahu ta'ala anha, what does she say? She says, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Inna Abu Bakr Rajulun Raqiq. Indeed, Abu Bakr, my father, indeed, Abu Bakr, he is a delicate man. He is a soft hearted man. He is a man who has a tender heart. If he recites, if he reads the Quran, what happens to him? If he recites al buka crying overwhelms him. Weeping overtakes him. Sobbing from the khashya of Allah. Sobbing from the awe of Allah. Crying from the fear of Allah. Crying from hope in Allah. Crying from paying gratitude and thanks to Allah. That overcomes him. We can't hear him anymore. When he's leading us in prayer, because when he recites, the crying overtakes him. This is Abu Bakr, the best of the ummah. The one that is the one that we are meant to follow. And from his abraz sifat from his most prominent characteristics, is that he was a tender-hearted man. Because when the eye, when the eye, it is not dry, but the eye is teary, then it leads the heart to become tender. It leads the heart to become soft. Whereas when the eye, it becomes dry, when the eye, it becomes tearless, then it leads the heart to become hard. It leads the heart to become coarse. It leads the heart to become tough and hard. And the hard hearts, they are the first and foremost of hearts that are most deserved of being burnt in the fire of hell. And thus we find Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu being a man whose eyes become teary from the fear of Allah and the khashya of Allah because those teary eyes they lead to the heart become soft. They lead to the heart becoming tender. It is a sifa and it is a da'ab. It is the practice and the habit, the habit, the custom, the practice of the righteous ones that they would cry and weep for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said about them in his book, وَيَخِرُّونَ إِلَى الْأَذْقَانِ وَيَخِرُّونَ لِلْأَذْقَانِ يَبْكُونَ وَيَزِيدُهُمْ خُشُوعًا The righteous ones, when the book is recited to them, they fall down prostrating upon their chins, i.e. they fall down with a severe deep form of prostration, they fall down in absolute total prostration while they are crying and that crying يَزِيدُهُمْ خُشُوعًا That crying, it increases them in humility. The wife of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, the great Khalifa, she was asked about him. And she mentioned that when he would come home after Salat al-Isha, he would go into his place of prayer in the house and he would begin the night prayer. And he would continuously be crying throughout the night in his night prayer. And that is how he spent his years. That is, that is what you call life. A life that is devoid of that is a lifeless life. That is life in reality. That is true life. That is the satisfying life. That is what you call life. Besides that, there is no true life. It's a dead life at the most. It's a 
sick life that you are living. But the true life is the life of these righteous people. People who spent their lives in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah and hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gratitude and thanks is what at times would cause them to become teary. Thankfulness and gratefulness and the joy of what awaits the believers in the afterlife at times would cause them to become teary. That is what you call the true and real life. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, a sitting like this, a small brief sitting like this, is too little for the mentioning of a great man like him. His virtues and his excellence is too great. His virtues and his superiority and his fadail are too many and too great to be restricted and, and mentioned in a small and brief sitting like this. Imam Ibn Jawzi rahimahullah ta'ala he makes a mention of what Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu said after Abu Bakr had passed away. So we will conclude with the statements, some from the statements that Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu made after Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away. When he passed away, all of the people in, Medi in Medina, they were crying. Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he arrived quickly. And then when he looked at the face of Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu, he said, Rahimakallah ya Abu Bakr. May Allah have mercy upon you, O Abu Bakr. Kunta ilfa Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa anisahu. You are the confidant of the Messenger of Allah and his close friend. Wa mustarahahu wa thiqatahu. And you are the you are the place of the comfort of the Messenger of Allah, and you are the trust of the Messenger of Allah. You are the place of the secrets of the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah, he would give his secrets to you. And you are the place of the counsel of the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah would go to you for advice. وَأَخْلَصُهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَأَشَدُّهُمْ لِلَّهِ يَقِينًا You were the first of the people to embrace Islam. And you were the most sincere of the people in having Iman. And you were the most firmest of people in having Yaqeen, in having certainty in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Up until Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, فَجَزَاكَ اللَّهُ عَنْ رَسُولِهِ وَعَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ أَفْضَلَ الْجَزَاءِ Therefore may Allah reward you on behalf of His Messenger and on behalf of Islam with the greatest of rewards. صَدَّقْتَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ حِينَ كَذَّبَهُ النَّاسِ You believed in the Messenger of Allah and declared Him to be truthful when everybody else declared Him to be a liar. وَكُنْتَ عِنْدَهُ بِمَنْزِلَةِ السَّمْعِ وَالْبَصَرِ You, the Messenger of Allah, saw you and regarded you as the same station as his own seeing and his own hearing. You carried the station of the hearing and the seeing before the Messenger of Allah. سَمَّاكَ اللَّهُ فِي تَنْزِيلِهِ صِدِّيقًا فَقَالَ وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ Allah Named you, Ya Abu Bakr, Allah, He named you in His book as a Siddiq, as a truthful person. When He said in His book, And He who came with the truth 
and believed in it. Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he continued, Kunta lil mu'minina aban rahima. You for the believers were a merciful father. Saru alayka iyalan. The believers, they became dependents for you. They became like a family for you. They became like children for you. You are like the Messenger of Allah said about you. Weak in your body but strong in fulfilling the command of Allah. Humbling yourself but great and tremendous in the eyes of Allah. Therefore we belong to Allah. And to Allah we shall return. رَضِينَا عَنِ اللَّهِ قَضَاءَهُ وَسَلَّمْنَا لَهُ أَمْرَهُ We have become pleased with Allah. We have become satisfied with Allah concerning His decree, concerning your death, and we have submitted His affair to Him. وَاللَّهِ لَنْ يُصَابَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ بَعْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمِثْلِكَ أَبَدًا I swear by Allah, the Muslims, they shall never, ever, ever have anyone like you after the Messenger of Allah, ever. فَأَلْ كُنْتَ عِزًّا You for the deen, you for the deen, you for the deen were honor, you were honor for the deen, you were a protector for the deen, you were a shelter for the deen. فَأَلْحَكَكَ اللَّهُ بِنَبِيِّكَ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And thus Allah has now joined you with your Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. The people, while Ali رضي الله تعالى عنه is speaking, they remain silent. And once he had finished, then they all began to cry. And their voices became raised up until they said, صَدَقْتَ يَا خَتَنَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ you have spoken the truth, O son-in-law of the Messenger of Allah. May Allah be pleased with Abu Bakr. And may Allah allow us to join the company of Abu Bakr in the afterlife and the company of the companions in the afterlife. And above all, may He allow us to join the company of our beloved Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, in the afterlife. May He grant us al-rafiq al-a'la ma'al-nabiyyin wa-siddiqeen wa-shuhada'a والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقا وصل اللهم على نبينا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين